Hello, welcome to the Revive for the Journey podcast, where we give you this week's message from Cove Church. We pray that it blesses you and helps you grow deeper in your journey with Christ. Enjoy. Well, hey there, Cove Church. So great to be with you today as we conclude our series all about the values of our church. And to begin this conversation, I would kind of start with a a big picture thought for you really the big picture of humanity and where we've been. Humanity has been in a spiritual battle since the beginning of time, a battle for the souls of all who live. And so in the midst of that, Jesus comes and gives his life and rises again, proving that death is now defeated. Christ wins the war. But although the war is won, It is in this season of time for humanity that it is still up to us as individuals to appropriate his victory for ourselves, to take what Jesus did for all and make it personal to me. And it's now that secondary battle that we all fight, where the enemy continues to try to keep us from this life that has been rightfully purchased for us by our Savior. And the enemy will use any tactic to keep us bound, to keep us separated. So what does the enemy do? The enemy will feed our insecurities or enslave us to apathy, numb us in materialism, blind us in selfishness, paralyze us in fear and doubt, distract us by careers and success. This is really the enemy's only play now. Since Jesus has bought the victory and defeated death and hell and the grave, there is only one weapon left that the enemy can come against. One weapon that the enemy is most afraid of. And you know what that weapon is? That weapon is you. A fully gifted, fully redeemed you. Because if you were to walk in all that God made you to be, you would empty hell's zip code. So what does the enemy do? The enemy throws everything available at each of us to make sure that doesn't happen. Keep us distracted, keep us diminished, keep us defeated. Anything to keep us from walking in the fullness of God's purpose. So today, it is the fullness of that purpose that we talk about in this last installment of our value series. As we engage value number five, which says this, all are ministers. We believe that every person has God-given strengths to be used for God's good purpose. You know, among my favorite types of movies, genres of movies, is those that take place when a diverse group of people comes together to accomplish something amazing as a team. You know, uh, whether it's like the Oceans movies, uh, Oceans 11, 12, 13, you know, those heist movies, you got, you got, you got Brad Pitt, you got George Clooney, you got the hacker guy, you got the strategy guy, you got the stunt guy. There's, there's more guys all the time. I'm sure we'll live to see like Oceans 29 will happen eventually. And I'll look forward to it. I'll, I'll be excited about that. But I love those kinds of movies or, or take, take the 
A-team. You know, you got, you got Hannibal, the leader. You got Face Man, who gets the stuff. You got Murdoch, who's the crazy pilot. You got B.A. Baracus, who just pummels people. And they get together as a team, and they accomplish amazing things. These are the images of power that are created when a diverse group of people use their gifts together for a common good. It's compelling, isn't it? It, it makes really good movies. But more than that, it makes a good life. It makes an impactful life. It makes a meaningful life. Because Jesus made us to live that way. Just imagine what could happen if, if the most diverse group of people on the planet, meaning those who follow Jesus, if they used their individual God-given gifts fully, and in doing so that they would enter the enemy's camp and take back what has been stolen. What if we actually lived that way? I think it would mean, man, step aside, A-team, move over Clooney. There is a greater team in town. It's called the body of Christ. That is the life we're called to. Walking in God's gifts for God's good. So with that, let's talk about the uniqueness of God's gifts in us and how God wants to use those gifts to change the world. Here's the first thing I point out. God's gifts are anchored in our individual call. God's gifts are anchored in our individual call. We're going to be in the book of Romans, chapter 12, starting verse 4. Let's read it together. Big voices go. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. Let's stop there. It's speaking of individuality, isn't it? If you've ever asked that question, where do I fit in? Where do I belong? Why do I feel like I'm the only one? It's because you are. <laughs> and that's a beautiful thing. No one captured this idea better than the, the Sherman brothers, the, the great Disney songwriting team. And when they were asked to write a theme for Tigger, who was one of Winnie the Pooh's great friends, they came up with this. The wonderful thing about Tiggers is Tiggers are wonderful things. Their tops are made out of rubber. Their bottoms are made out of springs. They're bouncy, flouncy, trouncy, pouncy, fun, 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 fun. But the most wonderful thing about Tiggers is I'm the only one. That's all of us. <laughs> That's each and every one of us. <laughs> Maybe minus the fur, but you get the idea. We're an individual. The song reminds us of what this passage proclaims. We're not called to have the same function. We are called to have the same focus, the same purpose. It's your uniqueness that allows you to then have a unique impact on the world. And in that your individual gifts are tied to your individual call. They're anchored in it. See, God has gifted you specifically because God has called you specifically. That's why when you look around you, you don't see another you because you were always supposed to be the only one, the only you. Uh, I went to, um, we went to the movies a couple weeks ago 
which is so great in its, on its own. Man, to go to a movie was so wonderful to be in a movie theater and to smell popcorn and, and to sit there, that was great. We saw Cruella, it was good. Um, I, that was the name of the movie. She, she wasn't in there, she wasn't with it. You know what I mean, we saw that movie. Anyway, so I go and I, I go and I get a Sprite uh, to, to watch the movie with because I, that was the week I was going to have my procedure. So I had to have clear liquid. So I get a Sprite. I don't normally get a Sprite. And I'm drinking this Sprite. And to be honest, I'm, I'm drinking. I'm like, there's something different about this Sprite. And it tasted like they had accidentally got jalapeno juice mixed in with the Sprite. Either like their machinery had been soaking in jalapeno juice, you know, maybe through a COVID or something, or somehow it got into it. But I had, I had Isaac taste it and Paula taste it. I'm like, yeah, that does taste different. It, it, was, it was weird, you know? And I was like, this, this is a different combo for me, this jalapeno Sprite combo. And, and I, I knew that I could take it back if I wanted to. But as I drank it, I had this thought. I kind of like this. <laughs> it's kind of got a kick to it. It's, it's kind of a fun drink. It's unique. I've, I've never had this before. And maybe this is going to be the next new craze, you know, jalapeno Sprite and like wasabi Coke and Cool Ranch Dr. Pepper. I, I don't know what's going to be next. But, but it was good because it was different. That Sprite in its uniqueness, it stood out. And I still remember it because of that. Do you know that you bring that kind of unique flavor to the world with the gifts that God has given you, both in the natural and in the supernatural, the spiritual gifts God has given you, you bring a unique flavor to the world. You're not just Sprite, you're jalapeno Sprite, you're, you're Tigger, you're the only one. And although we are called to the same body, we're not called to the same function in the body. And the closer you get to Jesus, the more he will clarify the uniqueness of your call. Because God's gifts are anchored in our individual call. Now, here's the amazing addition to that, though. What happens? It comes out, and it's my second point. It's that God's gifts are amplified in the community of faith. God's gifts are amplified in the community of faith. Let's continue the passage. So in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. Your individuality is much more powerful when it is connected to the greater community of Christ. That's what this is telling us. This body illustration says it all. It says if I'm a hand, I don't function well if I'm not attached to the body, unless I'm Thing from the Adams Family, and that's an old movie reference. Some of you will get it, some of you won't. But for the most part, if a hand's not connected, it's not going to work very well. No, we understand for a hand to function, it has to be connected to an arm. And for an arm to function, it has to be connected to a torso. And for a torso to function, it has to be connected to a circulatory system. That's how it works. All of that is required for a hand to function and operate at maximum handiness. Many parts forming one body. Each member belonging then to the others. This is God's vision for God's church. 
a functioning body and every church is to be an expression of that body, which means we need every person to make this body whole. Now, knowing that, where do you think the enemy would direct his most formidable attacks? It would be to eliminate the oneness of the body of Christ, to scatter it. It would be towards separating us from one another and isolating individual Christ followers from the greater community of faith. And the enemy does this through so many ways, through hurt and through arguments and fallen thinking and toxic systems. And the enemy has done a great job at doing that. All in an effort to keep the parts of the body from coming together as one, from belonging to one another, from the power of that. It's like if you have three ingredients, sulfur, carbon, and potassium nitrate. On their own, separately, they are stable, they are innocuous. But mixed together in the right ratio, when they come together, they're gunpowder. See, that's what can happen when we come together. The enemy doesn't want God's individual followers to come together as one. Because the enemy, if he can keep those ingredients separate, he can avoid the impact of them. And that tactic has totally worked. And consequently, for the church, instead of looking like this powerful, united, cooperative form, here's a picture of one, one version of that, instead of looking like that, we end up looking like this. Scattered, not tied together, not united. Sadly, this dynamic has made God's church look less like a symphony of community and more like the scene of a crime. Which is why this passage invites all of us to find our place in the body, to make our way back to unity. That's why Jesus prayed for unity for us it's only in that, that that the body with these individual gifts can be used together to produce a far greater good than they could be on their own. Bodies function fully when they work together as one, which means then each of us is needed. Your gift is needed. Without you, we're less effective. And with you, the whole becomes greater than the sum of its parts. That is the promise of the body of Christ. God's gifts are amplified in the community of faith. That's the second thing. Here's the last thing. God's gifts are deployed for the common good. God's gifts are deployed for the common good. Romans 12 Verse 7 and 8, let's finish the passage. Big voices go. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Contrary to popular belief, we are not the recipients of God's gifts in order to hold them for ourselves. 
No, we are the recipients of God's gifts in order to give them away. That's why they're there. That's what they were made for. You know, it reminds me, uh, some of you know my wife grew up in Tacoma, Washington. And one of the fixtures of her town growing up was Ivan the Gorilla. Uh, this was a 400-pound Western lowland gorilla who sadly spent 27 years in a 14 by 14 concrete enclosure on display to the public at the BNI Shopping Center in Tacoma. Now, gratefully, groups that were concerned about his welfare eventually got Ivan out and into suitable environments, first to the Woodland Park Zoo, then finally to the Atlanta Zoo. But to think of all those years, of this incredible creature made for power, made for impact, made for freedom, to think of him trapped in that box, cement walls, for four, all those years, 27 years, it, it grieves us, doesn't it? it? It makes us sad because we know that he was made for more. I think the same thing happens to us when we take the gifts that God has given to each of us as his children and we say, hey, thanks for those gifts, God, and then we put those gifts into a cage into our hearts saying, God gave me this gift, I'm just going to keep it safe, this 14 by 14 cement box in my life, I'm just going to keep it. It's a lot like the parable that Jesus told, the man was given one talent, what does he do? He digs a hole and he buries it, hides it, instead of using it where it can make a difference, where it could make more. God's gifts are not for us to retain, they are for us to release. That's why they were given. God does not give us gifts so we can put them in our trophy case, or so we can hang them on a wall in our lives. They're given to point others to the gift giver. Just think of the gifts of the Spirit, right? Galatians, uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These are the gifts of the Spirit that God gives. All of those gifts, when you think of them, can be expressed in the context of what they mean for other people, what their benefit is to other people, which means when I experience God's kindness, I can then offer that kindness as a gift to another. And when I experience God's gentleness, I can then be gentle to another. And when I experience God's joy, I can allow that to move through me and bring you joy. That's what this is saying saying if your gift is prophesying, well then prophesy. If your gift is serving, then serve. If it's encouragement, then go out there and encourage. If it's giving, give like crazy. Because your gift was never to be held onto like a trophy. It was to be sent out as a tribute. It was supposed to be a guidepost to help another person Take one more step on their journey towards Jesus. I can't tell you how many times in my life I've been down or I've been discouraged and, and, and just at the right time will come perhaps that letter of encouragement or that gift of generosity or that accurate prophetic word. 
it happened just a few weeks ago. I was around a whole bunch of church planters and leaders, and one of them's talking to me, and he just stops in the midst of me. He says, I feel like I'm supposed to share this with you. And I'm telling you, he read my mail. It was like, there's no way you could know that. And it was so encouraging because after that moment, I knew once again, God was with me and that I wasn't alone. That was the message to me. All because someone chose to deploy their gift for another instead of keeping it for themselves. That's what they're for. And that deployment of that gift, it encouraged me to keep going. What if we were all doing that all the time? That's how this thing called the body of Christ is supposed to behave. And I have this feeling that we're just not operating at full power. I think some of us are. I think some of us are walking this, but I think many of us, we're not operating in full power. We're not doing this together because we have all at times allowed the gifts God has given us to sit in the trophy case or to be buried in the hole or to be trapped in a cage. God's gifts are given to us to be given through us. They are deployed for the common good. With that, I will finish up with this. Growing up, I, I, I can think through all my elementary school years, and I think I, even at that age, I was trying really hard to find my fit, to find my place. And, and, and so in, in where I grew up, there was really kind of one, only one option for that. It was sports, right? That's how you find your place. It, it wasn't if you did sports. It was you just got to find which one is your sport. So I did all of them. And I was not good at most of them, you know. And I can remember playing t-ball and, and them putting me in t-ball in deep right field in t-ball. Nobody in t-ball hits the ball into deep right field. There's a reason they put that kid out there. I was that kid. <laughs> it's like they knew I didn't have it. I knew I didn't have it. I just wandered around out there, talked to the neighbors over the fence. It was like you weren't even in the game anymore. You're that far away. There's no way this ball is coming your way. It never did. I knew it wasn't my game. I knew this wasn't where I belonged. I knew this wasn't my place. I knew this was not what I was made for. And I think a lot of my life was spent searching for that place. And because of that, I was often disappointed. But I can honestly say this. All of that changed when I met Jesus. It all changed when I met Jesus. Because Jesus let me realize that my gifts are actually tied to my call. And, and that call is as individual as I am and, and as individual as you are. And maybe for you, you've, you've felt that same sense of wandering and wondering, where is my place? Where do I belong? Where is my purpose? Where is my team? Guess what? You were made to be on the team with Jesus. You were made to be a part of his body, this thing called the church known as the body of Christ, this community of faith. You are needed there. You were made for that place. Which means then, here at Cove Church, you are needed here. In this church, every person is needed here to activate their gifts and to use them in this place. Your passions have a purpose and you have a place to deploy them.
and their place is right here in the body of Christ and also here in our community. Reminds me, there was this, this cheerful old man who would ask the same question of every new acquaintance that he met. He was a very friendly person, so he met a lot of people. But he would ask them this question. And it wasn't the typical, what do you do for a living or where do you live kind of question. This was his question. He would say, what have you done that you believe in and that you're proud of? What have you done in your life that you believe in and that you're proud of? I think if we were to ask ourselves that question, we would be well on the road to discovering the purpose that God created us for. Don't let another day go by without asking yourself questions like that and allowing God to then help point you to the answer. We find out why we were made when we get close to the one who made us. So... Get close to Jesus today <laughs> and trust Jesus to order your steps until one day it'll start to make sense. Maybe not all of it, certainly not all at once, but Jesus gives us these glimpses along the way and he allows us to discover more and more who he made us to be and our purpose does start to take shape. Every person hearing this has a calling on their life. You have a calling on your life. And it's our hope as a church to help you walk in that calling. Because we know that as you do so, it will benefit you, but it will also benefit others. It will benefit God's kingdom. Maybe you've been on the bench for a lot of different reasons. I'm here to tell you it's time to get in the game. We need you in this place. Would you trust Jesus to help you begin to find your fit? Maybe it's as simple as going to Cove Connect after a service or signing up for Discover Cove Church or having a conversation with Pastor Dwayne or Pastor Janelle. These are on-ramps to help you make your way into the fullness of the body of Christ and we need you there. You were made for a purpose and with a purpose. We wanna help you walk in it. That's this value, that in Christ, all are ministers and all includes you. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. To stay connected with all things Cove Church, visit our website, covechurchpnw.com or on all social media platforms at Cove Church PNW. We'll see you next time.